Hey, welcome to the Access Podcast. We are here to equip and mobilize young Christians in identity and evangelism. Hope you enjoy the video. Hey guys, welcome back to the Access Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us. Today, we're here with Kaylin. Hey. And Kaylin's going to be sharing some of her testimony, so we're really excited. But Kaylin, you're getting married like next weekend. Mm -hmm. That's pretty exciting. Do you Mm want to share just a little bit about how you and Eli met? Yeah, we actually met like a month before we entered into the discipleship program together, which was really wild. Really nice to know that I already had met him. And so we went through the whole nine months together, didn't really think anything of it. He just became a brother. And then probably just under a year after the program, expressed feelings for each other, realized they were mutual. And then we spent a couple months just talking about like what dating would look like. Mm-hmm. and then realized we were on the same page for what our goals and vision was for dating. Started dating, and it's been history. Wow, that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, so you're here today to share just your testimony and uh, the testimony of the Lord's goodness and faithfulness to you. So let's start that, and why don't you share um, when was like the turning point in your life when you really decided to start personally like following Jesus and like being his disciple, like a complete like submission and surrender to him and giving him your whole life? Yeah, my I always wanted that one moment of mm-hmm. knowing that everything was different and I never really got that. So I grew up in a Christian home, went to church, volunteered at church at 13 um, and it, that was just normal. It was normal life to go to church and to be plugged in. Yeah. But when I became an adult, it was that season of we all get really independent. I walked away from the Lord and mm-hmm. made my own decisions. But then it was like a journey to get back to the Lord. So I wouldn't say that it was one moment. Yeah. But it was more a process of the Lord wooing my heart. And part of that is me being born with this desire to know that I'm taken care of. Mm. And that's something I, over the past few years, have realized and have been woken up to is this desire just to know that I'm taken care of, that I'm heard, that I'm understood. Um, And that's some that was part of that journey of the Lord wooing me back was him showing me that I am taken care of. I don't have to look anywhere else. It's okay to have bad days because he does understand me. And so it was just a gradual process of probably six or seven months of just realizing this is worth it, and this is where I'm going to put my time and my attention. Mm, That's good. During that time, was there, so that time you you said you had walked away from the Lord, Mm -hmm. and it was really that desire of of knowing that you were, that you're taken care of, that kind of like pulled you back into that. Practically, like what did that look like? Like were you still, like were you coming to church and kind of just like figuring it out, testing out the waters if you were going to go full in, or just like seeking the Lord personally? What did that like practically look like? Well, it was really unique because it was the same desire that pulled me away. Hmm. So it was that desire to know that I was taken care of. Interesting. And I was finding people who were taking care of me unhealthily, right. but they were there and they showed up. Hmm. Um, and then finding like a new definition of what it, it meant to be taken care of. Someone who makes me better. Someone who understands me. Someone who sets a healthy picture. So it was that that craving for the the intimacy, not necessarily with another person, but just realizing that the Lord designed me. Hmm. And I think once us as humans get our minds wrapped around this concept of he designed you, he yeah. knows everything about you. He knows all the decisions that you have ever made, yet he loves you more than anyone else ever will. And it was that fundamental piece of knowledge that drew me back. 
because wow. he knew what I did in all of those decisions, all the ways my mind was thinking, yet he loves me more than anyone else ever will. Wow. That's really good. That's good. So I met you in about 2019. So where would you say, like what timeline, just to even help me get a timeline, mm -hmm. when was that um, like journey back that few months back? When was that for you? That was before that. So that was my transition from my old church to my new mm -hmm. church. Okay. There was a gap in going to church. Got it. And so when I came back to res, it was like, oh yeah, the Lord yeah, has waited like for me. Like that awakening almost. Yeah. Wow. He's been there the whole time. He's yeah. been calling me back. Yeah. And then, and then shortly after that, you joined the discipleship program. Mm -hmm. So what did the discipleship program have an impact almost in that journey back in, I guess, almost like setting a foundation for this like lifestyle that you just have committed to and surrendered your whole life to? Yeah. A lot of that was setting the routine, mm -hmm. learning how to study the Bible, right. learning powerful people. So learning how to say no, learning how to say yes, learning how to prioritize myself and the things that I want to grow in. Yeah. I think that was huge because it showed me a lot of core beliefs that weren't necessarily taught at my other church. Yeah. They were just assumed or your parents had to teach you. Yeah. And so the discipleship program was like, well, here's where to start and here's what's okay. It's okay right. to feel the feelings. It's okay to express yourself. And it's yeah. okay to say no. Mm. And it just woke me up. Yeah. It was really cool. That's so cool. So what did it look like in that time um, as you're transitioning back? What did your community look like and how did that play uh, a role in this transition back for you? Yeah. It started with most of my friends being outside of res and it was really cool because it gave me that sense of importance of knowing that I have a piece that they don't and they all want it. Mm. And so even without saying the name of Jesus, being able to to bring that into whatever group I was in yeah. was really, really cool. And then the group I was a part of started Bible studies, but it looked more like reading the Bible than teaching because mm -hmm. we all came from different faith backgrounds. Yeah. So even people coming from all over could just read the word. Yeah. And so in that, the season of, of coming back to the Lord and finding community, it was creating it for myself, but also finding it, but then learning what it looked like to build healthily. So then all of my core friends started transitioning more over to the people I was around all the time. Yeah. So res life friends. Yeah. Not that all of your friends have to be inside of church. Right. But that's where I was all the time. Yeah. That's so cool. I want to highlight something you said is like you didn't even have to say the name of Jesus, but they knew. Mm -hmm. It was like your life. Like there, you could even tell there's a complete surrender because when you when your life just shows like aspects of Jesus, like that's how you can tell like you're truly dedicated mm -hmm. um, to that. So that's just really cool. And yeah. like that they like drew into that and you didn't even have to like, like share like the gospel with them, but your life is the gospel. For real, real authentic Christians who are falling in love with the Lord. I think it's just easy. It should just come natural. Yeah. Because if you're doing the right things and you're staying plugged in with the Lord, it's just the way you operate. Right. You just can't help it. Yeah. So we all have that one friend that you just know loves the Lord. Yeah. And they don't have to say it. Right. Because it changes the way you operate. Yeah. That's so good. So what was, what would you say was a obstacle or um, just like a trial that you have like overcome um, or that you were like tested with um, after making that decision to follow the Lord? There have been so many. <laughs> um, yeah, the Christian I, life is not easy. It's no. worth it though. Um, I think most immediately it was the friends from groups outside of church 
just being so confused. And it was the thinking of you're so high and mighty because you don't come around anymore. Mm. And it was just like a stab to my heart. Right. Because I wasn't doing it because of them. I just was filling my time with the things that were building me. They weren't building me anymore. Right. And so that was one of the obstacles there at the beginning was having those powerful people conversations saying, if you want to join me, you're more than welcome to. But I'm not going to go out and do these different things anymore. Um, And I'd say more of like a a current obstacle or just a pain point, I guess, with following the Lord, because we always have them, is sitting and watching my loved ones or my close friends not realize how much they're loved and not realize how much the Lord is pursuing them, Mm -hmm. whether they're far from the faith or whether they think they're believing in the Lord, but just seeing that they're not, the Lord is chasing after them and they don't even realize it. Yeah. I remember going through a very similar thing when I was like, I decided that I was going to be all in. And I mean, all my other friends never went to church. And so I was like realizing that I didn't want to do the things that they were doing, but I wanted them to experience what I was and I wanted to be able to influence them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I very quickly realized that like, I can really only influence them when they come onto my territory. But if I go into their territory, like they're the ones with the authority almost to influence me more Mm -hmm. because it's just like, it's there, right? That all of the temptation is there, especially when you used to like do those things. And so it's easy for them to just pull you back in. And I remember I, I was talking with one of my old best friends and I was like, this is where I'm going and I want you to come with me. Mm -hmm. But if you choose not to, like, I'm going to leave you behind but I want you to come with me. So like you should come. And then they chose not to come. And it's like breaks my heart and like just prayer for them all of the time. Because like as Christians, like God, we ask God to break our heart for what breaks his and the lost truly do break his heart because mm-hmm. they don't have to suffer, but they just have to know Jesus. Yeah. takes Sometimes it just takes that encounter with the Lord. Yeah. And then you realize what you've been missing the right. whole time. And then the whole time. And then you're just like, oh. This was here the whole time (laughs) and like just oblivious right over our head. That's good. Um, I know, I mean, I know you and I know that you are, that prayer is something that you're very passionate about and something that you truly live by. So could you just share with us kind of not, don't share what you don't want to share, obviously with your personal time, because that's your quiet time with the Lord. But can you just share almost a testimony or just what prayer has how prayer has changed your life and how it has formed you or any Mm -hmm. testimonies that might come from that. Cause I know that that you're very passionate about prayer. Yeah. I think one thing that comes to my mind first is just the Lord showing me how he views me Mm -hmm. and it makes me want to talk to him so much more. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if I may, I would love to share just, um, like a vision that the Lord gave me. So I was in prayer one time and he speaks to me a lot through pictures and images or short clips just as a creative mind. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there and I was praying and just asking him to show me like, God, how do you see me? And then I I walked into, in this vision, I walked into this room and it was almost, okay, follow with me. Mm -hmm. It was like a round room and in the middle was a giant round shelf. So you could not see to the other side. You Mm -hmm. could only see like around the corner. Yeah. And so I walk in and it's like a craftsman's or a woodworker's shop. And so there's dust in the air and I'm tripping over things. And mm-hmm. there's just the most beautiful carvings and dolls and ships and all these things just lining the walls and mm-hmm. it's full and it like takes my breath away. And I just hear a voice and it's like, come on, Kaylin, come here. And I can tell they're on the other side of this, this 
pillar. Mm-hmm. And I walk to the other side and it's this little old man and he's sitting on the edge of his chair and he's holding something. Mm-hmm. And that is just the most beautiful, the most beautiful, like I could just tell. And in this vision, I just start like tears to my eyes. And he mm-hmm. said, look, look what I made. Mm-hmm. And he's crying and he's so proud. And I look in his hands and he's holding me. Mm-hmm. And out of all the most beautiful things in this, this shop, he's the most proud of me Wow! and just creating me. And ever since he showed me that picture and that revelation of you are the most important, you're exactly how I created you to be. And every piece of you, whether you like it or not, is perfect. Wow. And ever since he told me that, it was just this desire to talk to him. Like you created me. I want to spend time with you. Wow. And so now in my quiet time, that either looks like painting, turning everything off and turning music on, Mm -hmm. going on walks, taking my camera out, meeting with friends over coffee. Mm-hmm. It looks any type of any type of way. Right. But it's just being able to put my heart at rest to be able to connect with the Father. Wow. That is that is very powerful. That is very beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. That's so cool. So let's go into um your involvement here at res so you did the discipleship program the way that i met you you were volunteering with youth and you were a leader on the high school discipleship trip which was Mm -hmm. awesome because you were my mom that was just really (laughs) awesome in the family um but why don't you just kind of share your journey of when you and your family switched over to res um, and just what that journey's looked like even up until now yeah it's been a crazy ride. Mm-hmm. So I started in the discipleship program, and while I was in the program, did an internship in the youth. Yeah. And so that was when mm-hmm. I met you. <laughs> After the discipleship program ended and the youth internship ended, I knew there was more, but there was not anything in the realm of what I wanted to learn and the mm-hmm. realm of my giftings. So I approached the discipleship program, said, you've done so much for me. There's areas where I, I feel like there could be someone and I would love to be that person. So they created a discipleship internship and I stepped into that for a year. And when that ended, I got a call from the next steps department and they said, we've seen your heart, we've seen your goals, we've seen your passions and what the Lord is speaking to you. And we have a position for you. Do you want it? And I was like, Oh my goodness, they see me. (laughs) So I stepped into it and it is Everything that my heart was desiring does not mean it's perfect, Mm -hmm. but it is using my giftings and it's making me better. And I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. And so that means you're a part of uh, the growth track, immersed. Why don't you share some other things? Like what is what is next steps? A lot of our church doesn't even know like what that department is. That covers um, it's kind of in the name. So it's anybody wanting to go from where they are to what's next for them. Mm -hmm. So whether or not you know what is next for you, that's where we come in. Nice. So we do baptism, we do adult classes, we do a freedom conference. Um, The freedom conference, Kairos and Immersed. Mm -hmm. Cool. Nice. That's so awesome. I remember you were just so excited when you stepped into that and and that I'm, I'm going through growth track right now and just even like actually stepping into like things that the next steps department do like it's really awesome and although like a lot of people probably from our community don't even necessarily know what that is yet when they listen to this podcast they'll know and they can go to reslife.org slash next steps to check it out um so that's really cool um another question i have for you is if you could tell our generation anything what would you tell them I know it's a big one. There's probably some That's a really good say. question. 
There are so many things I would say. I wish I could hold a conference for people our age and just Let's share wisdom. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, one of the things that I would say is that you can't ever go back to this time, which mm-hmm. shouldn't be scary. It should just give you a permission. Yeah. Permission to be yourself. But you can only really be yourself when you know who the Lord has called you to be. Right. So that's where we should start is looking at who does the Lord say that I am. Yeah. Another thing I would say is our prayers should be so bold. Mm. Nobody was put in the Bible for thanking God for their food. They were put in the Bible. They were put in the Bible for the the amazing things that they they did, believing for things that didn't even exist. Mm. So like when Noah built the ark, he had never seen rain. Right. I think we always forget about that. So when we pray, it should be for the things that we've never seen, but we know are God's will. Wow. That's really good. Um, going back to just the first thing you said is, is knowing who we are. Um, do you have any, like, what are, what, what could be some practicals of how do we find out like who we are, like practically? Well, you would start in the Bible because it tells you exactly <laughs> yeah. who you are, why God designed you the way he did, yeah. how long he's been planning for you and waiting for you. Yeah. But also what helps me, a very visual mind, is picturing mm-hmm. a perfect father. Mm. None of us have one. Right. So picture what a perfect father would look like. If you don't know, it tells you in the word. Yeah. So just picturing a dad. Every time his kid falls down, he's there. Right. Every time his kid cries out, he's there. But what's unique with our heavenly father versus an earthly father is that our heavenly father designed us. So he created us the way that we are. Yeah. So when these, we think something is flawed or broken... We just realized that we just don't understand it yet. Right. So we're perfectly designed. We're knit together. We're made with a purpose. He knows our future and he's going to get us there. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. So if you could just share with us as we're wrapping up here, um, what is one of your like biggest, like, I guess the way that I, I frame this question is also with another question is like, what breaks your heart the most? And that also is kind of like correlated with like, what are you most passionate about? Passionate about, um, yeah. Hmm. That's that's my question. There's a lot of things that break my heart. And recently they've been shifting to where I've been noticing more. But I think one of them is people not knowing who they are. Thinking that they have to operate a certain way. They have to participate in certain things. They have to be stuck somewhere because that's just who they are. Hmm. But that's not true. Right. There's always room for God to redeem something. Yeah. So if you've made a decision to, to that has made you broken, God didn't design you broken. He doesn't right. want you to stay broken. So my heart really breaks for people who are broken and think they have to stay there. Yeah. So whether that's talking to women who have had sex before marriage or have been taken advantage of or who have just entered into the wrong job and they know it's not right for them, it could be a million different things. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to stay there because there's so much more for you. Your testimony is a testimony for a reason. Mm -hmm. That's so good. That's so good. There's healing. There's freedom. There's no condemnation in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Was there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up? No. Any last minute thoughts? I don't think so. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Kaylin, so much for having us. And we'll see you guys next time on the Access Podcast. Hey, if you found this video helpful, go ahead and hit the like button and comment your favorite part of this video. And then do us a huge favor, go and subscribe to the channel and share this episode with a friend that you think it could help.